Okay, so we will try to finish up the people who didn't set alarms and the people on LL flights uh, tonight and then begin to go back to some of the Shailas before we go to the next subtopic. So the next few nights will be exciting. And uh, we only have, I hope to give share tonight, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, and Monday night. Tuesday night, I did bring up with various members of the family the request to have between the chup and the first dance. And it's a work in progress. Uh, they claimed I might be needed for some of the pictures. I said, you know what I look like already. So we're going back and forth, and we'll see. Yeah, there's a picture on the website. So, yeah, yeah, we got the, the Photoshop today. It works very well. So we're, you know, so you'll all be there. Just you know, we'll keep you posted for any last minute announcements. Uh, uh, there's a side room somewhere there. I don't know the layout. It's in Passaic, you know. But uh, but uh, this is next Tuesday. Yeah. So we have uh, we. Have have tonight, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, Monday night, hopefully, and then um, we're working on the uh, uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night uh, will be, uh, you know, <laughs> in question. It's not so far-fetched. How many, I'm not in all the pictures. Uh, there, there are plenty of pictures of Chasna Kala. We can get 20, 25 minutes in, just uh, Port Southwick would have to schlep the camera and everything, and uh, so... Uh, I know a graphic designer that Photoshop. Yeah, okay, you know, you know a few, okay. So, uh, let's go back to the uh, fellow on the El Al flight. Um, if you remember, there was I was putting out tefillin, it looked like them all the night, and the other guy was also, and then he asked me if he could wake up his schwer, who I happened to know, and I said I think he'd appreciate it, even though nobody likes being woken up. The moment they wake up, appreciate it means the global picture of appreciating it after you... Um, I would say for some kids after you mature, but this hishfer was very mature already, maybe after you come to your senses and have a coffee. But Lamaisa, I didn't tell him he has to wake up the whole flight. And the reason is, we'll try and explain the reason. One possibility, besides the possibility of getting escorted off the plane in mid-flight at 30,000 feet, or just being tied down to the seat and put under house arrest, is that Shlomo Zalman started saying last week that if you're sleeping, you're put them in a mitzvah, and therefore, why would you have to get up for Kriyashima? Which is a fascinating notion. Remember, he uses it to say, in that one case, that technically you're allowed to lift the guy sleeping in the sukkah out and have the second shift come in, and that's not lift neither, and it's not an avla and uh, they're just, it's not an issa to be out of the sukkah, which is a machlekes acharinim, but that's the position he takes, and he's not doing anything wrong because he's sleeping, and therefore it wouldn't be that bad. What we're going to see tonight is that even our Shalom Adalman, <coughs> who's the makel on that, if you call that a kula humor, and who you are, I mean, you're trying to get into the sukkah or not, he doesn't think it's a great idea for other possible reasons. One of them is that he himself, when he talks about a guy who's davening, who's spaced out, severely spaced out, and his lips are moving, and, he, and he's in Miami, or better, Yushalayim. If you're already somewhere, you must well be in Yushalayim. Uh, just, uh, I don't know if the Mughal of would hold that's a partial keem of Yushalayim Yisrael, if you're standing in New York, but yeah, it's a if you're... <laughs> it's a, it's a that's where you want to be. But Rosham Azamin himself talks about you're still doing the mitzvah even though it's very bidyevid and you're spaced out. He compares it to a guy who's sleeping. And we already saw in the footnote he says, well, it's not an exact comparison, but you see that 
Roshlam Azama holds the guy who's sleeping is not like a Lagamaya Sheta, because otherwise, no comparison. That's where we left off last week. So you go to page 7 in your main copies. This is the copy that started with the Gemara Shabbos on Chavtes. On page 7 in the second column, in the middle of this article in the Dvar Lacha, take a look at the second column and the bracket, one, two, three, four, five, six lines down. So in Lama Gimel, uh, being Lama Gimel, he said that he's not a Bar and therefore taking him out as not being a Vatalim for the mitzvah, which is the big chiddush of the sugya. We already saw the Ben Chai says Beferish not so, and he's about to bring down for the Stechemed, seems to disagree. It's at least a Machlekes, but I want to show you that Shlomo Zalman doesn't take this all the way uh, in a Lechatchila Eifem. Ulam, let me see the bracket. Ulam. Fima Kasa B'Mincha Shlomo. He started with Kavana, but he starts with Kavana, we hope. You have to, because the first bracha is Ma'akev, and the first passing Kriyashma is Ma'akev. So you better start with Kavana. His mind is somewhere else. Obviously, the guy went to sleep in a sukkah. He's in Panovich. That's where this took place. Some yeshiva in And they just didn't have enough space for the bochum. So he went to sleep having a mind for the mitzvah of Shane Basukah. The mitzvah continues. As we mentioned, this is not again, not just a sukkah, it's not again, the tzitzis. If you hold it a beggar yam, it's chayiv at night, and you go to sleep in your tzitzis, which some people do for the inyani kabbalah, but it's an inyani alocha, you're becoming a mitzvah the whole time. Why would you be a mitzvah according to the Shalmazam? And the Shalmazam says, maybe not, because he's right now put him in a mitzvah, sort of, but maybe yes, because it's a day to the hachi, he went to sleep, and it goes on the kavanah bishena. You see, the Shalmazam is toying with that idea, which means that the original far is not so poshid. Whose mind is in Florida, somewhere else. Rakas Vasayim knows Lebein Yashen Mamish. He uses that lotion. So that means that if he's being a time and ongoing mitzvah to take him out of that matzah and carry him out of the sukkah, it wouldn't be so pushing. Again, he's still not chayev if he's an onus, but we already mentioned that there are three parts to this sugya. If you marshal somebody, he ends up doing a bamezid. That's obviously, that's the whole of Nevir. Does a b'shegeg, it's also of Nevir, because shegeg needs a serious kapar, carbon. The only two shilas were Inus, like this case, you're carrying him out, he's sleeping, and Masasek, which is even more complex, as we discussed uh, last week, is that below shegeg, still an Avera, it's not an Avera at all, like the Nesivas. And Gambas Techemed, next bracket, the next word, Areches Dalek, Lalamadal, Veshem, so he brings the same raya that Shlomo Zalman sort of mentioned in Bavarin. The Stachemet says, maybe the Sefer Matas Yada, that you don't make a bracha when you get up in the morning, except for the fact that you sort of need to, because it's Machlech, as whether the morning is a new bracha or Beked Yaim is Chayev, even at night, and you had all the way through. But that's a different Shiloh. That's why Bacharim need at least two pairs it's if they're doing this chumrah which they don't have to do I got a chumrah it's an inyanapi uh, nister or a shmira and then this is madrega 
the Rizal speaks about that, and then you have the Mitzvah Daraisa if a beggar is high at night, which is evenly split Machlegs to Shainim. Problem is, you get up in the morning, you now have a Safi, because if you're a Bachar and you're not a Yeki and you're not a Sfardi, a lot of ifs. But we might be speaking to Bachram you know. So then, if you don't do anything about it, then you can't make a Bracha because you might have had no Hefsik. Have to be shining a hold that it's a din in Yen versus Lightly. You had a big hefsik like 12 hours. But that's a Suffolk bracha. So we encourage any bracha who's doing this chumbra to get two pairs of scissors and to switch off back and forth and back and forth. One fellow told me, I, I, can't, uh, I can't keep track. I said, it's only two. <laughs> Color coat them. It's not so complicated. Uh, yeah, I told them if that's too complicated for you, then get married. That's less complicated. <laughs> well, not good eight so There's the two choices they gave them. Either color color them, yeah, your wife will sort them, and then you won't have to. You'll be wearing a talus. Make a talus, a brach on the talus, gadol, and you, uh, you patter it. That's not what he's referring to. He's not getting into that shayla. He's saying the whole thing should be a hefsek. He's sleeping. The answer is, Stefan, it says, sleeping is not a hefsek because he went to sleep by Daitar Achi, and that was his kavana. Again, first one lines, Dein Chaz Lavar Chotzitz Lacha Shena, Dayashain Bar Kiyam Mitzvahu. It's still talking, page 8. Like the Benishchai, and you cannot do that, it's also, and you just took away the mitzvah. So, it's at least a big machlek. Just take a look at 116. He points out another reason why Shlomo Zalman didn't think it was a good idea, Lamaisa, as a regular operating procedure. As we see in the, in the bottom in the he told people if there's no other choice you need shifts take them out if that's not really urgent which I can't imagine Gershom like you said you need like five bukhram to lift them up and then you tell the guy who might be heavier, you're not on the first shift, you're coming at one. It sounds complicated. So I, I can't imagine, it's a very celebrated case, apparently, and everybody wrote Shuvah's on it. can't imagine it was that common, and Rosh Hashanah himself holds it's really kind of bidyevid. And again, the first reason is because he was aware that the whole Chiddush is not so Pashit. And he mentioned another consideration, and this is very important. Said, what happens if you move the guy out? They got five bachram holding a cot with another bachram in there sleeping in a prone position. And something goes wrong, and they shake him a little bit, and he starts waking up, and he's groggy, and then they put him down, and they say, shh, and they put him down. And then the guy wakes up from the tumult or 20 minutes later, wakes up to go to the bathroom, and it's the middle of the night. So there are complex halachas on how much of a tirch it has to be to go back. And technically, if you wake up and you're really still sleeping, you don't have to go back in the moment. But there are cases where you're awake and you got to go back. And Shalom Azama says, that's a big yetzahar. So you're creating a matzah where the guy might actually be up and be mechiv to go back and not go back and just fall back to sleep. And that's going to be a lift either if you put him in that matzah. And that's he says, Notice how he's being so nice. 
we would say it's more than Matsi Lefamim, it's like the norm. He says sometimes you have a person who woke up and really had enough sleep and go learn, he goes back to sleep. Can you imagine? It's, it happens once in a while. No? You ever hear such a thing? It happens once in a while. So I'm sure he's my drag here. The name of Shabbat Chasasuk. Again, that's not, it's a, he's not always mechuyiv to go into the sukkah in the middle of the night because if it's raining and you went out and then it stops raining but you go to the bathroom and you're half asleep, can you go back into bed? The answer probably is yes. Over here it wasn't raining though. They just lifted him out. So he's an honest, but he's not an honest anymore because he walks up and he goes, hey, this was not the wallpaper in the sukkah. Where am I? And then he thinks about it, and he realizes it's not the sukkah, but it wasn't raining. So now what? Okay, so you can apply the same thing, that it's, um, it's tiring now to go back. Shalom Zalman says that's not always going to be the case, and he's going to have Yetzirah to roll over and go to sleep, and you don't want to put him in that matzah. So to take care of that problem, you'd have to appoint a shimer, or just leave him instructions, or write a little note and put a sticky on his cheek or something. And uh, it says, if you wake up and you learn the sukkah as well, and there's a matzah where you have to go back to the sukkah, please go back because we don't want this on our head. He's going to go and he say, this is a great sukkah, and he's going to get four other guys to lift those guys out. Uh, <laughs> but there are, there are situations he has to go back. That's why this whole thing is. So if Salman Zama says, you got to take that into account, and in the brackets he says, oh, yeah, I'm going to love the shamer. I don't know who they're going to get to do this, a cotton. You know, there are guys trying to vie for the spot in the sukkah. So I have to appoint someone in case he wakes up to read him his rights and his instructions. So that's complicated already. <laughs> yeah, this is bandied around like it's ever pushed. Like, I've had people tell me, say, hey, Shalom Azama. I remember when this came out. <laughs> years, years ago. See what Shalom Azama says? He just lift people out of the sukkah. He says, that's it? That's all he said? Yeah, that's it? Clear cut. Well, it's not clear cut. <laughs> Even Shalom Azama is saying, well, you might need a shimer on top of that to make sure the Noah Vaver is down the line. And it's complicated. Why? Why isn't it Kinevas Das? As I said, this project will only work once. Matter of fact, after it became a foursome, I'm not sure anybody ever tried it again. Can you imagine Yeshiva after this Shuva came out? So, okay, guys, lights out. Oh, no. You're not trying that on me. So I'll stay in the best bedroom and learn. You guys go to sleep. I wouldn't feel comfortable. I wouldn't fall asleep, by the way, if I knew this was a possibility. So I don't know how many times this actually happened, and uh, if there's no room, then there's no room. A lot of them go home. So I, I don't think it was a, um, a repeated performance necessarily. <laughs> so Shalom Zalman, even Shalom Zalman, does not allow the Chathila. It has to be a big Shastachach. So getting back to the fellow on the plane, I think it boils down to this. What's posh it is that if a guy didn't wake up a number of times already in his life, in his career since his bar mitzvah, and didn't wake up on time, and he missed Minyan, and he missed Kriya Shema, and he missed Mantula, and an isolated incident can happen to anybody, but it keeps happening. So can you wake that guy up? The answer is yes. He's mochif to wake up, and he's a pashaya, because he has to get a lateral alarm. And as I mentioned last week, I've been to this conversation with many people, bacharim and adults, and bacharets. They don't have a zman, sort of, but there's a shayla when you get into mincha zman. For shachar, no, there's certain things you can't say. In Shachar, we discussed that in the Mitzvah Shem, the second part of this year, when we start our tefillah sugya, which we should be on for a year or two. All aspects of tefillah, hashkafa, and halacha in a couple of months in Mitzvah Shem. We're going to divide it up for the men and the women. You have to listen to both. 
because if you're married, you have to listen to the other side. If you plan on getting married, you have to listen to the other side. And if you don't, then you obviously color coordinated your tits already. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's not getting to daughters. So there are zmanim. You got to know what you can still say and what tefillah zone you're in. So if you have some chiyuv, uh, a girl can't sleep two bagels. One bagel she can sleep. Maybe you familiar bagel donut? Twelve hour. Uh, some of you are such prussian you would never imagine sleeping for more than three hours at a shot. So if you sleep a bagel and then go back to sleep, like you spent the whole shop, you had an exhausting week, and you just sleep the whole. You can't do that even uh, even if it's not zman brahma no gaya to you because you're a female. You have to zachiv daraisa to do something. So. It's very not gay, and you can't keep living like that. You've got to get a ladder alarm or an alarm that flies across the room and bangs into the wall. They make all these under type of cover, and you can, uh, something will wake you up. The people say you can sleep through explosions. Not, they, they have uh, already the technology uh, to wake up, or you can go back to the guy who uh, still gets some feedback on the fellow who wanted to be woken up for sheer at 6 a.m. You think 9, think 9 p.m. is uh, tiring. Uh, <laughs> And I told his wife to get a super soaker, but for Shalom Bayez, to ask him first and then get his assurance and tell him that it's loaded. And he came at the shear once at five after six, soaking from top to bottom. It got him there. And he was on time for a long time afterwards. You can either share that with your better half when you get home, if you're trying to get up early or not, or you could just use that before the 9 p.m. shear. But... I said to get Rishus only because I didn't want to create a Shalom bias crisis. Make her a din. It's not, there's no chiv, there has to be at a 6 a.m. shear, but you got to dive in the morning and some people have trouble getting up and you got to make it happen. And super soakers work well uh, to motivate people just the threat of pulling the trigger. That's an extreme case. And um, I, I and everybody else in the shear, I was given the shear, was quite amazed that she actually pulled the trigger. <laughs> um, but uh, he was very good about it he walked in with a big smile I remember I never saw somebody at 6.05 a.m. soaking from top to bottom uh, walking through the streets of Flappish and smiling it was a sight to see Mom, tremendous Kiddush Hashem so uh, Lamaisa <laughs> guess sort of Lamaisa you are responsible for when you wake up and um, the people on the plane my head there is is that I don't there are 300 people on board and people on there Streamliner, a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know any of them. I know a few of them, but I don't know if they're a push. Maybe it's the first time they're flying. Maybe they used to take a different flight and they didn't have this problem, and now they have a problem. So I, I have no riot there, pushe. So then I have no heter to wake them up because of Shalmaz Amin makes the point that I'm a chibudav. That was my heter. The chiv to put a system on the screens that is integrated flying in real time, which I know from Harry Pargut is being worked on. And if I didn't know, I'd be reminded by just staring in this direction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because nobody out there is going to understand what I'm talking about, but uh, it's being worked on. Uh, and you can report that at home, by the way, when you get home tonight, uh, that it's being given uh, proper due credit and they should uh, increase their work on it. Yes? So then by extension... Like in a situation like in shul, where an announcement is made five minutes before uh, 
So to the chiyuv, to, to make sure that every single person that walks in after that moment is like... Depends what crowd you're dealing with, but uh, there comes a point where you can't keep... Tzvi's very good at it. Uh, you don't do it more than once or twice, no, in the morning. We, we announced it the night before, the, a third of the year, you just... You daven the sefarts. You get another few minutes, and you're the last minute you can do it. You do it. You say it nice and loud. About four minutes before. Yeah. Someone who walks in. Right, and we're not so we daven. Right, we daven pretty early, and 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 most of the time we're close to where we get it. So you can't be responsible in the davar safe otherwise. And we make an announcement after Marev Lel Shabbos. We daven, mind you. We try to daven Marev thirty minutes, twenty five minutes, thirty minutes. That, that's already the guns. So, yeah, I gotta say it over, but Lamaisa, uh, we announced it once, and Baruch Hashem, we have Benet over here, but he knows he's got a sign be hung up, like when we know that it's like, you know, that, that it's at 9.17. Should a sign be hung up, just know as you walk in, Zaman Kriyashim was 9.17. It would be a nice value added, but you gotta make the sign like bright yellow or something like catch people's attention, because whenever we, around Sukkot time, people ask me, do I have an Eitzah from Asheruch? I said, stickies. I said, I tried that. I said, they have different color ones. Some purple, some blue. If you're not seeing the old sticky, get, you know, we have a lot of ways to catch people's attention. But that's a value added. As a killer, we can't keep announcing it, especially when people, I think, know. I, at home, I assume if anybody's coming in a quarter to nine, 8.45, a Shabbos morning, they're already at home, having said brachas, kriyashma, and been learning for an hour, an hour and a half, and are just getting here. So... The first thing you do when you get up in the morning is say Kriya Shema because you want to get the Mangan of Ram anyway. So the downside, and a lot of people are doing that, all, all joking aside. So we can't, uh, can't police everybody. We try our hardest to make it, uh, make it well known. That's my Hetar in the airplanes and for other situations where you don't know he's a Pashaya. So we're going to begin now. I have uh, quite a few excellent uh, real Shailas that give us a great Chazar to what we have until now, even though we have another few Sugyas to go. But you have enough information uh, to answer most of these. But before we go to Lifnever, I actually have one or two in here from earlier Sugyas. And it's always nice to see that people not only listen, but they remember from like two, three years ago. This one is on Bizei Eichlin and Baltashkis. That was not... Ten years ago, a few years back. And this email was sent this month. It was from uh, Daniel Simon, to give credit where credit is due, even though he's telling on somebody. I won't mention the name of the place, but he was traveling somewhere, looks like near Cholomoy or something like that. What was October 6th? In the spine? When was that? Uh, before? Yeah. Some, sometime before. during Yom Neroim. Right before. Okay. And he was very shocked and uh, surprised and dismayed that he saw, I won't give away the name of the story, yes I will, I'm not going to tell you this picture. Okay, yeah, I will describe to you what it has over here. He was very dismayed to see a from bakery selling quite an expensive, that's besides the point, uh, beautifully gift-wrapped smash cake with a hammer. And that's not good for the Jews, or the Ghanian for that matter, but we've got to worry about Anshay Shlomeinu. If you remember our Shira on Smash Cakes, I was horrified that it exists even as a concept, let alone in practice. It's not that you're young. It's not that old. It's not around that long. It's, do you know what it is? 
Good, Baruch Hashem. It's Mamash Kaddish for Torah. You just hang around a place, everybody gets up before the Mangan Avon and learns all morning. So, um, Smash Cake is a, it's Biza Echlin and Baltashkis in the same thing. Baltashkis, you can be down the Kaskus for a week. That is not, he's having good times, so they're not waiting. It's horrific. Biza they buy a beautiful cake, quite pricey too. And they have a hammer here. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I don't think there's not bad people. They just we pick up whatever Irish kite in the Goyim service. It involves an Israeli, doesn't involve an Israeli, and we pick it up like it's Teremisina. And people look for new ideas just to remind you from three years ago. New ideas are birthday themes. I don't know why we need new ideas. So the birthday, if you remember from the Chukasein the year before that, is already cutting edge. Uh, that already is not so partial. So, and they give a two year old or a three year old or a one year old somebody who's clearly not a bardas. The shaila is what does do the adults have in putting this mixture in front of him? And they get up a professional photographer and they take pictures of the kid with his hands in it. And the more icing and stuff like that, the better. All over the walls, all over the chandeliers, all over the house with an apron and a bib and, and all over his face. And, he, and they're taking pictures and he's destroying the cake with his hands. And now they have a hammer, so you don't have to use your hands, I guess. You just go like this and smash it. This is mamish, straight from the gun. And uh, this is not... I'm worried about a chukka sam, but it's... Shaila is... I don't know who thought of it first. Even the Goyim didn't have it for so long. The Goyim, in yesteryear, 100 years ago, was starving also. I don't think they took cake and smashed it. Only Marie Antoinette did that because she's the only one who can afford it. So, anyway, I just, that was my macha. I, I camp, they're not bad people. They don't realize what they're doing over here. They're giving a kid who is not a badass. Uh, something to take apart, dismantle, and smear all over the place, and it's called food. Is it's food grade. Why? I'm very concerned. That's why. Uh, I mean, it was a bizeach and baltashkas thing, but I would not sell this. Matter of fact, if somebody didn't know, and if it was one of my own descendants, Khalilah, this didn't happen. <laughs> this didn't happen. It happens to me. My uh, uncle had a second uh, birthday just yesterday. Um, and I think they went to Lakewood uh, and um, probably they had it at BMG's uh, lobby or something like that and uh, they didn't have a smash cake as far as I know maybe I should check when I get home Boy, it, uh, it plays on the radio but uh, very progressive uh, yeah yeah you're right so there's no reason to smush food and destroy it there's absolutely no reason for this and there's got to be a better way to come up with a theme I just it becomes this becomes normal and this is pricey and beautifully wrapped and the hammer looks very uh, cutting edge and we're up to smashing food with a hammer because we think it's cute. They're, I'm sure some of the pictures are cute, but that's when Bidieved you feed him something and he gets it all over his mouth. You can take a picture, not to lachatchila buy food to smash it. Anyway, that's I. I I don't, uh, I just mitzvah lafar sim davrazu. Without attacking the people, don't burn down the store, don't smash the windows. They're good people, they're just people just copying what's going on, and it's, it's bad. Okay, anybody um, wants to argue with that, they can um, send an email, but it's not going to change anything. Okay, next, uh, what?
You didn't. Did you? You're not answering. Okay. That's not a good sign. <laughs> okay, we'll speak to you later. Just uh, call your mother before to come to the meeting because uh, put it this way, I was at the bris and I wasn't eating, I was at the studio. What? I I was there. I was there, you should know. That not only behind me, they they can't even get me to eat a morsel of anything till now. I didn't hear anybody smashing anything. So maybe I wasn't listening, I was just listening to the drusha. But uh, it just this becomes normal. In five years from now, we're five years, in five minutes from now, this is gonna be normal. We're selling it from all of them, so all they go just a standard part of any form setup. You have a bar mitzvah and a bas mitzvah, and we smash and smush cakes and put them on the walls. The drusha was the deep one. <laughs> I better find out what's uh, what uh, what happened this morning. Then we'll uh, we'll exempt certain people for not doing chazar. Okay, uh, I didn't think that one would, uh, but I'm, I'm glad we uh, took time to go into it. Okay, let's start off with the uh, second lifnever. I thought that was the first, but you're right; it could be the second. So this, I don't remember. I was almost going to say this before Sukkot. Is this Magad Zagamar Sukkah? We're close enough still to Sukkot, and this is from Ari Rosner who sent this also at the beginning of Yamuna Rhyme, and he wanted to know why this famous Kamara is not a Lifnevi issue. And when I repeat the Kamara, you'll know what I'm talking about, and you're going to wonder, Taka, it's a good Shailu. So the Kamara talks about the fact that, unfortunately, in the uh, days of yesteryear, most real estate was stolen. That's the Kamara's starting assumption. Stam Karka was Gonov. And when you went to get your Abraminim, you wanted to cut yourself some nice Hadassim. So the Gemara gives an eight over here when you go and the Goyim were selling it. Because before Muncie, Arovis and the like. And so you went to your average farmer and you wanted to get some Hadassim. So the Gemara gives an eight It's a Russian. See, so he told the Seichrim, the Abraminim Seichrim, when you go to buy it from the wholesalers or the farmers, still attached to the ground. So normally the regular operating procedure would be uh, how many do you want, whatever fills up a half an acre or X amount in this dunum, whatever it is, uh, take your own sickles and have a nice day, just pay me up front and I'm, and I'm out of here. So that would have been the normal way to buy it, buy bulk and let the sechrim uh, in the hot sun cut their own hatasan. So Rav Huna said, don't do that. When you want to buy it from the Gaisha farmer, do not cut it yourself. Ask them if you have to pay them a premium, whatever it was. This obviously wasn't the normal way to do it. Ask them to cut it. And let them hand it to you. Why? If this wasn't the normal way of doing it? It's a pretty frightening statistic. You can assume there's a greater than that chance that this farm is stolen. And therefore, Karka and Exelis. So that's a problem. Halakhali, the Lumdis is Karka and Exelis, but it was stolen. Stolen means they took the owner and they threw him off, and now they're the proud owners. So, how do you get around that? And you don't want to be part of that. So, therefore, Rafuna told them, have them cut it so the 
gazela is really chal after you cut it, because now it's an exalus, it's detached from the ground. It's kind of getting exalus when it's attached to the ground. So they did the mice exalus, even though it might have stolen 100 years ago. They did the mice exalus, and now let them hand it to you, so that's gazela and shini vashus, and now you could sell it, because now it's kosher for Arvin Minim. <coughs> pretty famous Gemara, no? But as you know from all our sogias and Lefnever, Al Kulam, you look at every sogia now in Shas, the prism of Lefnever. So, Ari wants to know why isn't this Lefnever? This Lefnever from a yit to a guy. That's the first pushback, but we know that already. So, the guy or his father or grandfather stole this, but Kaikan Exiles, it wasn't Chal yet. So, you tell him, Fred, can you. Cut this for me. I'll have to explain to him. Just the part of me says, yeah, sure, for an extra tip, I'll whatever you want. So he cuts it. He does the Maisek Zayla. So you just got him to do the Maisek Zayla. And he's going to give it to you in the Bishin Bashu. So why isn't that Lefneverg? Kaneva is one of the Zion Mitzvahs. A good kasha, no? And the Gemara says he took what? Oh, oh, so I think the answer is, an excellent kasha. I think the answer is, you need two things. I think that's the Aschala. It wasn't the Vadai, although the Lashon over here, Stam, it was a pretty scary. But let's say Stam means between 50 and 70%, but it was still the Suffolk. That means there's a lot of stolen fields out there, and you can't trust them, and he might not even know, it might be stolen by his grandfather. So call it somewhat of a Suffolk, but Stam sounds like it's over, over 50%. That's not really a Suffolk. A Shakul, but I think that might be part of it. Second part is, there must have been a market for Hadassim that were not used in Abraminim. For Bissamim, going like that, but it smells nice, you know, they put it, decorations, whatever the case may be. So Shaila is, is this Chadav of the Lara Trev that I remember? That's the first Shaila you got to ask, and every time you face the Neva Shaila, we talk about the Raisa the Rabbanon. And we talk about Savit the Raisa, Savit the Rabbanon. So I think that there was a market for it, and Lavdafka the Yidin. And on second time, he didn't want to buy, but if he wouldn't sell to them, he'd be cutting it tomorrow for somebody else. So the gzei will be chal anyway. He'd be cutting it, somebody else would be cutting it, but the gzei will be chal. So now it's a question of you getting involved. If it's chal over the naira, remember we had a big machlekes, two sheets, and the ramad comes out, whether there's an issue of bon and a messiah for goyim. Some say it's only for yidin because a guy there's no arvis. There's nothing either, but there's no arvis. Rama brings two days. Remember the Shaila, believe it or not, in Hazavarazar, where Yidin used to be in jewelry. They used to sell trinkets and things like that. And around holiday time, they would buy all sorts of things. It wasn't the Chatsa of Hazavarazar, because that would be also Bano, but it was things that helped them in their holiday spirit, which isn't too Gishmak. And it's sort of like Misayaya. So the Rama brought two sheets, whether even though the assumption was they could buy from a different jeweler who's a guy as a supply, but the Yidin wanted to make the parasa. It's hard to make a parasa. So Mama brings one shita, whether there's an Islamist there and he says, yes, stay away from it. The second shita is that, no, if he could buy somewhere else, it's Chad and there's no Issa Drabonon, and Mama says, you can be Mekel, and that was the mini, because they had to make a parasa, it's Malcolm Hesed, and there's a Tzad to be Mekel. So I think if you put the Suffolk, even though it might not be a Suffolk, a Shokol, together with the fact that there was a market for it, if that's true, then that's why the Gemara didn't bring it up. But you need to know a lot about the sugya to say that answer. I assume, you know, they grow wild sort of, not anymore, because now everybody wants to plant Aravis, because it's a moneymaker. What would the Goyen do with Aravis, the dairy dairies? I would assume they had. Is this something you have to ask a botanist? What, was there a market for it? It's a good shot. Notice how the Gemara doesn't talk about Aravis. 
Sounds like they didn't even have to buy a rav. It just grew wild, and this wouldn't come up because you're not going to anybody to buy. So maybe that's why it came up by Dawson. What would they do by a Sergeant? Isn't it worse, though? Because you can't just go to anybody's fields and cut them. That's also because No, but they grew wild. So there was such a thing. It's hard for us to imagine, but there was such a thing until about 100 years ago, 20 years ago, as real land that was Hefker. In America, we don't have such a Muslim. What do you mean Hefker? It's either owned by the government. It's owned by a realtor who wants to develop it. It's owned by, it's not, nothing's Hefker. There's no inch of, what's Hefker? But there used to be vast tracts of forest in Europe and things were, they were owned by the king who owned the country, but then nobody was mocked by that. There was a, more, more of a concept of Hefker in our robbers, I suppose. They didn't get into the Shailah. What to do by Esragim? So it could be, Esragim already was already cultivated by the Jews and they didn't buy it and that's how they got the first one when they moved into that country, but they didn't go in Poland anyway. What? The Esragim. Yeah, but they want the miyuchus and they needed a messerah, yeah. yeah. So it could be that's why it's only by uh, Adasa and the Luluv, by the way. Right, right. But the Luluv itself is not worth that much unless you want this. So could be they, there was no schayra uh, going on. There was no, no business transaction. That, that could be. But it's an excellent kasha and it shows that it's thinking it's a famous gemara. You never think, oh, well, wait a second, you're causing the guy to do the Mysic Zaylor. So I think the suffix has something to do with it, and then you knock it down to the bottom if there's a market for it, and then you have two sheets of Zama, is there an Isser Misayeh Bechlal? So I'm a chalikus on that, and it's a suffix whether it's a Mysic Zaylor. I think that would be a, a viable pshat. Okay, we're out of time now. Mitzvah Shem, tomorrow we will get into the other Shailus.